With a backdrop of sudden hostilities in Ukraine, I'd like to dedicate this episode of the Psychology of Things podcast on the mental health impacts of conflict and crises, both on people immediately connected to such adversity, but also on those who are indirectly impacted. This week, the British Medical Journal, the BMJ, said, and I quote, As the invasion in Ukraine goes underway, the mental health effects will be serious and enduring. Those directly caught up in conflict will be at immediate risk of post-traumatic stress disorder, but depression, anxiety, and other stress-related conditions, including alcohol and drug misuse, will also increase. And once again, these may have lifelong and intergenerational impacts." Since the sudden conflict, as well as slow-brewing crises, can both cause longer-term harm to mental health, it is meaningful for us to understand how that negative impact takes place and why we should counteract it. And finally, what methods are used and tools that are most effective. During the grinding conflict of the eastern Ukraine in 2018, UNICEF reported that the constant uncertainty of caused children nightmares, social isolation, and panic attacks. Like their peers in Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon, practically every child caught up in the Crimean conflict was deemed to require mental health support. Many children also experienced accelerated physical ailments like deteriorating eyesight, even though they were never injured as a result of war. That came in sheltering dark places like basements or subterranean train stations for prolonged periods. In many ways, the psychological damage done by war on young minds can be compared to the mental wear and tear experienced by prisoners who were kept in isolation for others. With time, a complete loss of sense of self can set in, which can have a hugely detrimental impact on future lives. Most mental health experts agree that it is vital to urgently address deteriorating mental health, especially among young people. As soon as there are signs of distress, that is also true for teens and tweens who are also far away and unscathed by conflict or crisis, there's so much information accessible to youth globally that it is impossible to counteract bad news before they can retrieve it themselves. Dr. Tina Habib, a pediatrician at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York, is quoted in the New York Times this week. She says, quote, I've already heard teens on social media sharing jokes about gearing up for to be drafted for World War III, end quote. Dark humor is a common way to, to hide underlying anxiety, so it remains vitally important to address concerns lurking underneath the surface of those who are young. Turning to tools that can assist with addressing these concerns, we can take cues from CAMH in Toronto. Regarding fears among children and adolescents about the global pandemic, they say that the first step is to acknowledge that those fears are real. Then, adults should try to engage their children in activities that help keep their minds distracted from the situation outside the windows that are out of their control. They should be assisted in gaining any sense of normalcy via your routine and activities that can occupy more and more of the days. These tactics have been used with varying degrees of success in refugee and displaced person camps, where children who engage in schooling or some type of regular learning chores, sports, or hobbies tend to fare better in their mental health recoveries. Those who live through conflict can experience a great sense of loss or control in their lives, their destinies, resulting in lifelong anxiety, fear of others, lack of self-confidence, and even criminal violence towards others. As we wish for the conflict in Ukraine and elsewhere in the world to resolve themselves peacefully, we have all We always have to support those who are in harm's way, but today by sharing knowledge and insight about the coping mechanisms that can enable them to emerge healthier from a conflict and social strife. 
I encourage my listeners to use the following resources. About the Ukraine conflict, please use the resources made available at the UNICEF website. About the COVID-19 pandemic, great reads for parents in kidshealth.org and at CAMH. About climate change, you can use conservation.org and the parenting portal of the New York Times or NPR.org.